What's up everybody, GenX Dividend Investor here. In this mind-blowing video I share a risky dividend stock that's at a 15% yield that has also managed to beat the SP500 when you look over 20 years. I honestly couldn't believe it when I did the back tests, so I recommend you watch this entire video as you'll no doubt be surprised like I was, and please do me a favor and hit the thumbs up button, subscribe if you haven't yet, and click the bell notification. Now let me preface things by saying that you should never watch a YouTube video and then immediately buy or sell a stock. Almost no financial decision should be ever made in a knee-jerk fashion, and instead you should always do your own due diligence. Also, I put a question mark after risky in my video title, because while I see it's risky, I recognize that risk is a somewhat subjective term. I mean, I used to skydive when I was younger, but my dad always thought it was too risky to do, even though I told him that your odds of dying from skydiving is about the same as being killed in a car crash. Like, there are only one skydiving fatalities every 400,000 jumps, which means you would need to jump 46 times to take as big of a risk as you take just by being in a moving vehicle like a car on a regular basis. And thus, your odds of being killed in a car crash is 1 in 8,500 people. Anyways, while I'd say that the stock I'm going to tell you about is risky, other people would say it's probably less risky than storing your money in the bank these days. That's a joke, by the way. Regardless, I don't currently plan on buying any of this stock as I'm a super conservative investor who is fine just plodding along as that lets me sleep well at night, but I found the information fascinating nonetheless. And the ticker I'm talking about is Icon Enterprises, ticker IEP on the NASDAQ, run by the infamous activist successful investor named Carl Icon, and it's an MLP in the industrial sector and is a conglomerate that operates in a bunch of verticals including energy, automotive, food packaging, real estate, pharma, and home fashion, both in the US and internationally. Per Seeking Alpha, some of its services and products include refining and marketing fuels, distributing automotive parts, producing and selling products for processed meat products, constructing and selling homes, investing of various kinds, and other things. So to me it feels like it's kinda an ETF, part BDC, part hedge fund, and part investment company. Very unique to anything I've seen before. Carl Icahn is known for taking large stakes in companies that he believes he can appreciate via changes to things like corporate policies, and so he pressures management to make what he thinks will be shareholder-friendly changes. He was one of the first activist shareholders and is credited with making that investment strategy mainstream for hedge funds. In the 1980s, Icon developed a reputation as a corporate raider after profiting from the hostile takeover and asset stripping of Transworld Airlines, aka TWA. Leave me a comment down below if you remember TWA, the airline, or if those letters make you think of the phrase, today was awful, then comment that instead. Icon is on the Forbes 400 list of wealthiest people in the USA, where he clocks in at number 36 on the list with a net worth of $17.7 billion, right below Rupert Murdoch and family at 35, Eric Schmidt of Google at number 34, and then David Tepper at number 33, and Ray Dalio at 32, all names you'd probably recognize. A few days ago there was a Wall Street Journal report that said that Icon is preparing a proxy fight at Illumina, ticker ILMN. The billionaire activist investor is seeking three seats on the biotechnology company's board. According to the report, Icon argues that Illumina's risky acquisition of Grail has cost its shareholders nearly $50 billion. Notably, the company announced the acquisition of Grail, a company developing blood tests for the early detection of cancer, in 2020. However, legal troubles surrounding the deal have weighed on ILMN stock in the past year. It's dropped over 40% in one year, underperforming the broader market averages. So this is the type of thing where Icon tries to exert his influence and change things and hopefully make a lot of money. And sometimes he pursues multiple companies at once, and Southwest Gas Holdings is another he's trying to influence. 
Icon is sometimes compared to Warren Buffett due to both of their incredible returns over time, though they take very different strategies. Buffett is a buy and holder, patient investor who buys low and then holds positions, sometimes for decades. Icon also looks for companies that are undervalued, but then he exerts his influence for changes to what management is doing, unlike Buffett who tends to leave management alone. I found an article that said that Icon Enterprises boasts an annualized rate of return of roughly 14% from 2000 to 2022, beating both the SP500's and Berkshire Hathaway's 6% and 9% respectively. A different article I read on Kiplinger said that Icon is arguably one of the greatest investors of all time, and by one key measure may be an even better investor than Buffett. From 1968 through 2011, Icon compounded his initial $100,000 he invested in his Wall Street firm at a 31% annual rate. Over the same period, the book value of Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway grew 20% annualized. Granted, in neither case are those pure investment returns, each man was running a business as well as buying and selling stocks, but it's a meaningful comparison nonetheless. Anyways, that all told me that the total returns of Icon's stock must be good, but I honestly was surprised by how good. So much so, in fact, that I thought it was a mistake and I double-checked them against another credible source I'll show you in a moment, but it still seems too good to be true. Maybe there's a mistake in there somewhere. I mean, I'd heard about his company before, but I'd never looked into it too much, and then recently a subscriber brought it up, as did someone on my Dividend Discord, so I thought I'd take a look at it. And remember, since it's a Master Limited partnership, it means you should get a K-1 come tax time, and you can watch my video called BDCs and MLPs and REITs, oh my, if you want to learn more about them. Since it's an MLP, I probably wouldn't own them in a retirement account due to potential UBTI issues, so talk to a professional before investing in it. That being said, some people who have smaller positions in MLPs actually like holding them in retirement accounts to avoid dealing with K-1s. I've never had a K-1 to deal with, so I can't speak too intelligently to it either way. Okay, let's first look at some basics of Icon Enterprises on Seeking Alpha. What first jumps out is this ridiculous dividend yield of 15.7%. And remember, since it's an MLP, it's officially a distribution yield and not a dividend yield, so I'll sometimes mix and match those terms in this video. A key difference between dividends and distributions is how they're taxed, with distributions usually classified as return of capital. Regardless, 15.7% yield is insane, and should make your spidey sense go tingling to understand how that's possible. Remember, you gotta be careful when you start chasing too high of a yield. It doesn't mean you shouldn't invest, it just means be aware and dig extra hard. It's such a unique company run by such a unique man, it's hard for me to really determine if it's a yield trap, or if it's just an incredible investor or what. And since it's an MLP, remember that payout ratios should not be applied to them, nor to trusts, or to REITs, as they all have unique financial structures and are obligated to pay out most of their earnings as dividends or distributions. And when we look at things a bit, like their cash flow from operations, we see some volatility, as opposed to smooth increasing trends, but in 2022 they were at a nice 1.05 billion. They also have $2.337 in cash and cash equivalents. So between that and how much they pay out to shareholders as distributions, specifically because of how much Icon owns and how he takes his distributions as shares, I think the dividend looks safe at this time, though clearly it's based on what Icon does. Net income is volatile, but that shouldn't be surprising given their investing activities in the market. Their long-term liabilities kind of trend sideways, as do their assets. And instead of going through all the nitty-gritty details, I'll show you some neat grading scores Seeking Alpha has. But first we see that IP has a 5-year distribution growth rate of 5%, which is reasonable. But when I show you the distribution rate and yield over time, things get more interesting. Finally on this page we see 0 consecutive years of dividend growth, aka distribution growth. And normally I'd want to see at least 10 years for companies I invest in. 
but they're paying such a high amount that it probably doesn't matter. Okay, now let's take a look at its stock price and total returns over time. First, I'll just Google ticker IEP. On the left is Icon Enterprises from 1998 until now, and we see that it's gone up 386% in stock price appreciation in that time, as compared to the SP500 on the right, and which has gone up 280% in the same time frame. So that kind of surprised me to see a stock with such a high yield manage to beat the SP500 in price appreciation without even looking at total returns, which is what really matters. But when I look at IEP's stock chart in like the last 10 years, they've been bad, so let's look more closely at that time frame. And sure enough, we see that it's actually down 16% over the last 10 years, as compared to the SP500, which went up 152%. But we know it's a big yielder, so now let's look at the metric which really matters, which is total returns, and we can use Portfolio Visualizer to do a backtest. Now, this is the free version of Portfolio Visualizer, so it only goes back to 2002, so I'll first do a 10-year backtest to compare it to the 10-year ticker lookup we just did. This shows us that $10,000 invested into IEP, including dividends aka distributions reinvested from 2013 until 2023, would have turned into 35k, which is a 13.12% annualized return, beating out the SP500 which would have turned into 33.7k, which is a 12.7% annualized return. So even though IEP's stock price went down over that time frame, its overall return still beat the SP500. Crazy. And if I made a mistake somewhere, please leave me a comment down below. I always recommend you read the comments on my videos so you can see what others are saying and feeling. And I update my video descriptions and or pinned comments with things I need to correct after my video has been released. Okay, now let's see how distribution income would have grown when comparing IEP to the SP500 over those 10 years. This shows us that by 2022, you would have gotten only $545 worth of dividends had you invested 10k into VU and reinvested those dividends over the last decade. But if you invest it into Icon Enterprises, then you would have made $4,742 of dividends in 2022, which is about 9 times as much as VU. Awesome. And now let's double check those total returns with Seeking Alpha, because it's weird to see such a high yielder outperform the market. Now I've been a premium member of Seeking Alpha for years, and if you watch my channel you know how often I use Seeking Alpha to highlight dividend metrics, because it's the best website out there for stocks. It is somewhat spendy to get a premium membership, and I've been paying $249 a year for it, but I feel that's actually a reasonable amount to spend if it helps me invest better. I actually had a Patreon king of mine ask me a couple days ago if I had an affiliate link for Seeking Alpha, which I didn't have when he asked me, but since I've been appreciating the product so much, I literally just became an affiliate today and should have a link by the time this video goes live, which I'll put in the description as well as the pinned comment. And since I just signed up, I seemingly got a special sale, only available to Seeking Alpha affiliates, where if you use my referral link, you can get Seeking Alpha Premium Membership for only $99, plus a 7-day free trial. And this sale will only last through March, at which point I'm sure they'll have some other benefits of using my link. I wish I had used someone's referral link when I signed up years ago, because I've been paying $249 a year. Anyways, the free Seeking Alpha account is good, and the premium one is even better. And one of the tools I just found out about lets you compare stock price returns and total returns, which should include dividends and distributions over various time frames. In the free version, you can look at 1 month, 6 month, 1 year, and 5 year comparisons, but premium members can look at time frames more than 5 years, as well as can put in custom time frames, and I find it valuable to look beyond 5 years, so I'll jump into the premium account so we can look at the 10 year one we just did in Portfolio Visualizer, as well as then go back to the beginning of IEP's history. And remember, it's data, so there will sometimes be mistakes, like there is with all data out there. So on the top it shows stock price returns over time, 
and at the bottom you have total returns which includes dividends and or distributions and in each chart we have IP in blue and the SP500 in an orange red color. Another thing you can do is add other tickers into compare against at the same time on these graphs but for now I'll just use IP in the SP500 starting at 10 years. And as we expected, IEP's 10-year stock price returns are minus 12%, which is similar to what I just Googled. We also see that the SP500 is up around 154%. But now let's look at what really matters in total returns. And now we see that in the last decade, IEP has returned 283%, as compared to 206% for the SP500. Nice. How about one-year total returns? Now IEP has returned 14.29%, as compared to the SP500 at minus 8.7%. Awesome. How about 5-year total returns? Again IEP outperforms. Its 5-year total return is 85% as compared to 61% for the SP500. We already saw the 10-year outperformance, so now let's go to the max time frame seeking alpha premium has, which in this case shows us back to 1993, i.e. about 30 years. And what we see is that IEP blows the SP500 out of the water with over a 3600% return as compared to SPY at 1500%. Which then begs the question, are these results accurate? I mean, my gut tells me no, but the articles I read about Icon's amazing performance, combined with Portfolio Visualizer finding similar results, all leads me to think that maybe it is. Regardless, let's look at some other metrics for IEP, like this distribution history over time. You can see that IEP started paying distributions around when it was founded in 1987, then in the early 90s it stopped or mostly stopped paying them, and didn't start back up until 2005-ish, where the distribution meandered a bit, then down a bit, until it started taking off in 2013. And you can see how in the last few years the distribution has been flat at a high $2 a quarter per share, aka per unit, getting us to today's 15% distribution yield. So it had a volatile payout, which I'm not a fan of, as I prefer something like this dividend trend line, which is what J&J looks like, just a nice gradual slope up over time. But you also aren't getting a 50% yield with companies like J&J, so trade-offs. Let's double check that data using another site I like, which is Macro Trends. So the top chart is stock price over time, starting a bit before 1990 and ending at where it is today at 2023, at around $50 a unit, aka a share. The middle chart is the distribution payment over time, and we see it matches the Seeking Alpha chart of dividend history. Then the bottom chart is yield over time, and we can see how yield spiked up in the early years when the stock was cheap, then goes down, and starts trending up again after 2007 or so. Let's take a look at shares outstanding, aka units outstanding. This chart says there are 316 million units outstanding, and over time they've been increasing. If we look at the balance sheet details on Seeking Alpha, we see shares trending up, so dilution is happening, which you'd rather not see. A useful exercise would be to compare your total current value of units relative to the outstanding number of units, and then compare that to your total value when you started relative to the total value of shares at that time to see what your ownership percentage has done. And don't forget you might also have been getting cash distributions, which wouldn't be reflected in that calculation. Anyways, when we look at insiders, we see that Carl Icahn owns around 300 million of those units, aka shares, i.e. around 90% of the company and his son Brett Icon owns over 400,000 of them, aka around one-tenth of one percent. And if we look at this view of the top unit holders of IEP, we see that Icon Associates, aka Carl and Family, own around 89% of it, and their most recent 10K listed them as owning 85% at that time. And again, my understanding is that Icon takes his distributions as more stock rather than cash, so he keeps owning more of the company. I wonder if he's one of those wealthy guys that gets bank loans, using his ownership in IEP as collateral, and since loans aren't taxed, he can basically live tax-free. 
I'm not sure if he actually does that, but wow if so. Now if we look deeper into IEP's 10k, it says they made distributions to their unit holders totaling 222 million in cash, which is a relatively low amount, but it actually makes sense since Carl owns the lion's share and is taking his distributions in shares, not cash. And the fact that he owns such a large portion of the shares is both good and a risk. Good in the sense that he has a history of overperformance and you know that he'll do what's ever best for the stock, aka himself. But at the same time, if he changed his distribution strategy and took it as cash, then the company would probably have issues. Okay, let's take a look at various ways IEP is being rated by Seeking Alpha Premium, which has a ton of different ways it grades stocks. First we see that Seeking Alpha writers have IEP as a hold, whereas Wall Street has it as a buy, and the quant rating has it as a hold. Seeking Alpha's quant ratings are an objective, unemotional evaluation of each stock based on data such as the company's financial statements, the stock's price performance, and analyst estimates of the company's future revenue and earnings. Over 100 metrics for each stock are compared to the same metrics for the other stocks in the sector. The stock is then assigned a rating of strong sell, sell, hold, buy, or strong buy, and a score from 1 to 5, where 1 is strong sell and 5 is strong buy. Seeking Alpha grades each stock by 5 factors, value, growth, profitability, momentum, and EPS revisions. To do this, they compare the relevant metrics for the factor in question for the stock to the same metrics for the other stocks in its sector. The factor is then assigned a grade from A plus to F. So these are helpful ways to get a snapshot of things. This is showing that its IEP evaluation is an A plus, its growth is a B, its profitability is a C minus, its momentum is a C plus, and its revisions are a D. And here are its dividends grades where they said IEP's dividend safety score is a C and they show scores going back in time a bit so you can see how it's trended. Here its dividend growth is rated a B minus, its yield is an A plus as you'd guess, and its consistency is a C as you probably also could guess. Now I don't take any algorithmic data as gospel, but these grades also help paint a picture of the company at a high level. Anyways, one of my favorite parts of Premium Seeking Alpha membership is that you have access to all the articles that the authors write on stocks, the market, etc. And you get to read all the discussion from other Seeking Alpha Premium members, which tend to be serious investors. And honestly, that feature alone makes Premium worth it to me. The comments have so much richness of information from people who share their experience or perspective on the stock, what the author wrote, etc. It's really useful. Now, like anything, People are human and can make mistakes and will have biases and such, but I find the comments worth the price of admission. Another helpful piece of information I like is the section Seeking Alpha has to compare a stock to its peers. Like while on Premium I put in J&J and selected peers, and you can see they included NVO, which is Novo Nordisk, a Danish multinational pharmaceutical company, and then Eli Lilly, then Merck, then Pfizer, and finally AstraZeneca. But if you go on the free version, then they hide all the ratings and scores. So back on premium you can see the quant ratings of each company, and in this case they gave Asian a buy, but the rest of the stocks are a hold, and you can see a bunch of other metrics on the stock, like how its growth looks, its profitability, how it's been doing on quarterly EPS revisions, etc. Now I'll put in IEP, and IEP is an industrial conglomerate, so they're comparing it to Smith's Group, a British company, Brookfield Business Partners LP, Hitachi Company, 3M, and General Electric. It's hard to find a company that is really like IEP, of course. Anyways, you can also look at financial trends for the last five years on free accounts, or go further back in time with the premium. So they have lots of great trending information on companies' income statements, balance sheets, cash flows, etc. 
But instead of going over more financials than in this quick video, I'll leave that to you as part of your due diligence researching MLPs. And don't forget to watch my MLP video to learn about important metrics like distributable cash flow, distribution coverage ratio, liquidity, and ratios like debt to EBITDA. Investing in something like IEP takes a lot of due diligence and to get comfortable with it, and I'm just touching on a few things here. And while I don't plan to invest, I gotta admit I was surprised with their total returns. Now everything has risks, some of which are obvious and some not so obvious. Like one risk to consider is that Icon is getting older, and he really is the company. So what happens if he's not around? Well one obvious mitigation strategy they're using is to bring his son Brett Icon up to speed to be his logical successor, and apparently his son is more data driven, which often is a good thing. But will he get as good of results as Daddy Icon? Time will tell. Other risks right now might include their investment arm having troubles in this economy, more interest rate heights adversely impacting them too much, or activist investor actions not yielding their desired outcomes, etc. Bottom line, I'm still too much of a P to invest in Icon's fund, and regardless of what you do, don't forget that past performance doesn't guarantee future performance, i.e. just because IEP seemingly did well in the past doesn't mean it will do so in the future, though it could. And with that I'd like to finish things off by shouting out my latest Patreon aristocrats who've recently signed up. And sorry, I'm completely sold out at my aristocrat and king tiers, though I still have champion seats available. Anyways, so thank yous go out to Gigi, Gokart, Mr. Tridoc, Rio77, and Bro Green, who signed up for an entire year, so he locked in a 10% discount. Aristocrats gain access to my dividend spreadsheet product that I use in my videos, and they get to be in multiple private channels on my dividend Discord chat server, where I let my upper tier Patreons watch my videos before I release them publicly on YouTube, as well as let them vote on which thumbnails I use for my videos, and of course they get more direct access to me. I also do a shout out as you just heard, and I add them to my scrolling news sticker if I still have space on it. And if you made it this far in the video, then please hit the thumbs up button, subscribe if you haven't yet, and click the bell notification. Finally, I highly recommend that you join my free Dividend Discord chat server, which has over 10,000 dividend investors on it from around the world. Thanks for watching, stay positive, and I'll talk to you again real soon. I am not a financial advisor, and these videos are for entertainment, inspiration, and educational purposes only. Investing of any kind involves risk. I am only sharing my opinion with no guarantee of gains or losses on investments.